Okay, shalom everybody. Glad all of y'all are here. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so anyway, welcome to our first Magid Yeshenu prep class. Uh, I guess we should open it up with prayer and then we'll just, we'll just go from there. Amen. So, Hashem, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together as a mishpucha, uh, to study, to prepare, to gain every bit of halakha and insight that we possibly can. May you be our guide, our teacher. May your Torah lead us in every aspect of our preparation. And Hashem, may we merit in our study and in our preparation to have a most divine revelation from you when Pesach does arrive, because we are doing all that we can to prepare, uh, not just our homes, but to prepare our hearts. And we look to you for, for that guidance. And again, may our merit uh, in, this, in these efforts bring much illumination and revelation. Hashem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. So uh, obviously <clears throat> this is a uh, very unique Pesach for us this year, simply because of um, when it begins. Uh, Nisan 14 um, will, so Pesach will actually begin uh, the evening of, or the afternoon of, uh, technically, um, of Shabbat. So that being the case, it's going to cause us to move certain things up and also to not do certain things that we normally would do uh, if Pesach were to fall on, say, a Wednesday or a Thursday. So uh, the first thing, uh, and I don't know, I, I'm, I'm hoping all of y'all got the, uh, the link to the uh, Chabad, uh, the Chabad link uh, for Passover calendar 2021. It's, it's entitled. Uh, it really is very thorough. Uh, if you have not received that, then we'll make sure that you get that after the class or dur during the class if, if we can post it. But it goes day by day in explaining what we should do. Uh, and as Chabad does, it also has links to things like uh, Brachot, uh, other teachings that, you, that it links to so that you can do a really in-depth study on your own. But Having said that, the first thing that we're going to have to be mindful of is the fast of the firstborn. So that is going to actually begin uh, Wednesday evening, the 24th. Okay, so it'll, it'll begin your last meal uh, of Wednesday, the 24th, and then Thursday uh, during the day up until the time of sunset, you know, and, and we all understand the, the fasting hours as they go. Um, but that is the fast for the firstborn. Now, there, there is some talk about, does that uh, include only the firstborn male and or can it include a firstborn female? And there, the... The teaching on that is it's pretty much left up to the community. And the reason is, is because uh, traditionally the Ashkenazi say, well, it's just the firstborn son. Uh, but Sephardi uh, uh, communities say that it also includes firstborn daughters. 
So, um, but I think we can leave that open to, I guess, your preference, what you desire to do. Um, I, I know for me, I, I am a firstborn son, but I'm not firstborn in my family. So I actually have three older sisters and then I'm a firstborn son. And then I have six younger brothers. So y'all probably heard that before. Um, but so for those of us who are going to stick with the rule of firstborn son, it is firstborn sons who are of bar mitzvah age and over, okay? So um, there is some other details regarding that. So let's, let's go with the first one being, if you are a couple where your children, uh, you, one, you have no children, or number two, uh, your children have all moved out, then it should go to whoever of the husband and wife, whichever is the oldest. So I'm thinking, you know, as tradition usually goes, the husband's usually older, then it will be the husband who is going to fast in, in your home. If you are a family and you have a firstborn son, but he is not yet of bar mitzvah age, 13 or over, then it would fall onto the father to uh, be the one who, who does the fasting. Um, now, obviously, if he is bar, mitz, uh, bar mitzvah age and over, then, then he would be the one to fast. Um, so my, my category actually falls in, in two of those. Number one, I, I am firstborn son, but I'm also, we're empty nesters, so, and I'm older than my wife. So, so I just kind of, it's a good situation for me because I really want to take part in this. Uh, without going into too much heavy uh, detail as far as teaching and insight, uh, the reason we do this obviously is because of what came down with, with Egypt, uh, you know, their firstborn being killed. But the true reason we do this is because we, as firstborns, we declare God king. We declare him the one true living God, where the firstborn of, of Egypt did not. And, and so obviously that, that, that makes sense, and, and we all understand that. But we declared Hashem the one true living God, and he being sovereign over our lives. And so that's, that's why we do that. That's one of the reasons we do that. Um, so that, that's the first thing. And again, that'll begin Wednesday night. Uh, it'll go into Thursday evening at, at, uh, at dusk. Now, there is some leniencies in, in this fast. It's not like other fasts that we're used to. So, you know, if, if you feel that uh, for whatever reasons, medical or, or anything along those lines, uh, you can partake of something. Um, if you feel like you have to have something to drink, that's fine too. If you're of good health and you're, you're prepared, then I would say by all means, treat it as a, as a hard fast. Other, otherwise, you can, uh, you can partake of something if, if you feel like you need, to, you need to, okay? So that's that. So then we will go into the- We do have a question on the fast of the firstborn. Okay. That uh, the question is from Leah. She says, what if your firstborn child is mentally impaired? Could the parent do the fast? 
That's a good question, but I would say I, I did not uh, search that specifically. But I would I would think that you would be able to, and and could could put yourself in in place of. Yeah, it, it only seems right to me. Um, but I I I don't have uh, I don't have any source for that. I'll, I'll put it that. Way. Okay. Okay, so uh, so then we're going to go to uh, after having done that. So we will go to uh, searching for the hummets, um, and that will take place. Uh, actually, we need to th on Thursday. We need to make sure that all the hummets is out of our possession. Okay, now when we say hummets, we're talking the of the five grains wheat, barley, spelt, oats, and rye. And obviously there's a lot, those ingredients can uh, have a wide variety of, of things that they can go into. Um, but what makes it comets is when, it, when water is added to it. So obviously, you know, when we have bread, uh, chips, pasta, things like cereal, that's already been mixed with water. So that's why we need to make sure that we have that out of our possession. If you have a bag of flour, of wheat, uh, you're okay to keep it in your possession. So long as you know, there's no way that it's going to come in contact with water. So if it means uh, putting it up, you know, putting it in a, in a plastic tub or something to make sure it's put away, uh, then that you're perfectly fine to do that. So. Um, it's funny because now for some of you, if, if you just want to get it out, uh, that's that's totally up to you as well. But this uh, the reason I bring that up is because uh, I had an opportunity to have this discussion with one of my neighbors, my next door neighbor. And I have some of this uh, emergency food, you know, ration food. It's all dried. It's all dried food and you have to add water to it. But when I first bought it and first came into Judaism, uh, I didn't know. So, so I made sure I got all of it out. And, but that gave me an opportunity to talk to my neighbor. And so I made a deal with him and he would buy it every year and then I turn around and buy it back. I just sold it and it was, it was a dollar or so. Uh, but technically we made the transaction. But it was so funny because one year he remembered <laughs> and he came to me and said, hey, are we getting close to you having to sell me your stuff? So. So anyway, it's an opportunity to uh, to, to witness and, and to share your faith with uh, your neighbor if you choose to do it that way, and which is perfectly fine. So we need to make sure that all the comments is out of the house. Um, then on Thursday, I believe it's uh, Thursday, uh, we will do the search for the comments, and that would be Thursday evening with the use of a candle. Now the mm -hmm. tradition is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going. I was just confirming that uh, Thursday night is when we do the search. Yes. Um, now the tradition is is you leave behind in designated places. Uh, in the in the Kabbalah says at least ten pieces of of uh, comets, so that when you're doing the search, you actually do collect something. But you should do a deep clean prior to that search. Now, 
leaving it behind is because you want to fulfill the mitzvah in every way possible. And so by doing the search with the camera, you actually do find something, okay? Then I would suggest, uh, you know, you, you put it as you go along. Once you say the, the blessing uh, for doing the search, you start in that room. You don't say the blessing and then go way across the house into another room. You start the, at the closest proximity to where you recited the blessing. You begin to do the search and then you make the search throughout uh, the rooms that you know where it's in. Uh, you don't have to go into places like closets or anything of that nature, uh, unless you know, you know, you were snacking on something in the closet, but uh, you don't have to go as far as that. So just go to the places where you know that things um, or hobbits might have been, or at least where you know where you placed the, the pieces for you to find. Uh, if you have children, you know, you can make it fun and, and they go out and search for them. Um, so what I suggest is, you know, take a, take a paper towel and place the hobbits, the pieces you find placed in that paper towel because you are going to have to burn it. Now, for me, it's not a problem because I want to have a fireplace or number two, uh, one year I just took it outside and I, put it, I threw it in my wheelbarrow and I just burned it that way. So, so I have options there, but, it, but if you don't have uh, a fireplace or the ability to go burn it outside, uh, perhaps you have a, a clay bowl or something that you could put it in. Uh, they won't do any damage. Uh, make sure, you know, you don't set any alarms off or anything uh, if you're in an apartment. But um, but the uh, halakha is to burn it and then and then say the bracha over, over the burning of it. At the same time, you're also going to say the bracha for the nullification. And the nullification portion of that is so so that if there's anything that you left behind, you are saying, I, had, I, I did the best I could to search for it. If there's anything left behind, it is because it was overlooked uh, and I didn't do it intentionally. So, and, and again, all those links are, are in that uh, Chabad uh, uh, listing for, for all the days. So you'll, you will see all that. It, it is very thorough. I'm, I'm really pleased with it. Because uh, as the days goes on, as, as the days go on, it has every reading from the Torah and Haftarah so that you can uh, keep up with that as well. Okay, so, it's, uh, and, and again, tonight's class is all about uh, prepping for it. We'll get into other topics in, in more detail and uh, insights as, as the weeks go by. The other thing you're gonna to have to be prepared for is to have a 25 hour candle. Uh, because once you light the flame on Shabbat, on Erev Shabbat, uh, once, once Erev Pesach approaches and Shabbat has ended, uh, they are married together at that point and you cannot light another candle. And we all understand that. So it'll have to be from an existing flame that you light the candles for Pesach. So make sure you go out and find a, a 25 hour candle uh, and you will light that prior to lighting the candles for Shabbat. Um, you will also have to prepare your meals for Pesach prior to Erev Shabbat. 
So that's going to be a lot of cooking, a lot of preparing. Um, but it's not anything new to us, uh, you ladies especially. I think y'all y'all uh, y'all got that covered. So yeah, and let's see. I think that that's it uh, as far as leading up to and the onset of uh, Pesach. So I think at this point right now, I, I think I covered what I intended to cover for now. So if- uh, Okay, we got a couple of questions for sure in the chat. Okay. Okay, so the first thing is, um, the fast after sunset on Thursday, the 25th. So it, so so it began Wednesday. Correct? Right, because the fast needs to be during uh, sunrise to sunset on, on that Thursday, the 25th. So you would begin Wednesday night after sunset. Right. Yes. So basically overnight fast into the day and then we'll conclude at sun sunset nightfall. Yes. Okay. Then uh, there was a question about three blessings. So Shira, could you tell us what three blessings you're talking about? Uh, okay, so I, so we do, when we're going to search for the hermits, so we do a blessing before we start searching, and then we do another blessing when we're going to burn the hermits, and then we do another braha for the nullification. Are these three okay. different Yes, things? so you'll be doing the nullification bracha, which is the third one. You'll be doing that one uh, after Shakarit and Musaf on Shabbat. So at the conclusion of our services, you'll be doing that third one. Okay, now I'm all confused. <laughs> so yeah. on Thursday, the 25th, I'm going to search for the hermits. So that I'll night. say a braha before I start looking. Okay. Yes. And then I find the hermits, and then I'm going to burn the hermits. There is In a the braha morning. for the burning of the hermits. Right. So it says after the search, I'm reading in the, uh, the art scroll, Makzor. Um, on page three, it says, after the search, mm -hmm. the hummus is wrapped and put aside in a safe place to be burned in the morning. So Thursday night, you're only yeah. saying one blessing and then you do the search. When okay. you finish your search, you put everything uh, in a safe place until in the morning. Okay. Then that's when you'll do your burning, like we just talked about on uh, prep day. Okay. So that's March the 26th, that's Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. So you'll do that second blessing during that time. The okay. third blessing for the nullification actually will not happen until 
Shabbat after service. So we'll do the morning services and do all of that. And um, at that point is when we'll do the nullification after we uh, finish all of our services. Okay. Because you, you are allowed to have challah on this uh, Shabbat for your Erev. And due to the length of our services and the timing of our services, we will not be able to have challah on the daytime part of Shabbat because the, the morning hour for when uh, the last consumption of challah could be is during the service. So we have decided mm -hmm. as uh, Bet Dean and uh, Rabbinic Council that we will allow everyone to have the Erev as normal. Uh, your Erev meal needs to be a kosher for Passover meal, except mm -hmm. you're allowed to have a little bit of challah and be careful not to get the crumbs mm -hmm. everywhere, consume it over paper towels so that, that way you can keep all the crumbs contained. Um, and mm -hmm. then uh, since again, like, like I said, since we're in service on Shabbat, we won't be able to have a challah for our oneg. So that means after we conclude our services, since we will not be consuming any more chametz, we're going to be saying the nullification bracha uh, during our time there. All right. Thank yes. you. All right. Uh, and then is there a particular type of 24-hour candle that we need to purchase? Um, Zeke and Yosef, do you know anything about that? Uh, I don't. I can uh, go grab Gloria real quick because uh, she's she's bought several of these over over the period. Yes, okay. that's Bunchira. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would uh, I would say, uh, Shira, did you get that from Judaica online or something like that, or where did you? I got it. They have a Tom Tom. And they have at the kosher palette. Okay. If anybody needs from now to Pesach, I can purchase for whoever, and then I'll I'll bring it, you know, to somebody that can distribute. But it, Tum Tum and kosher palette, they have it. Yeah, because Gloria's got that same one, so that's why I recognize it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, now I, don't, I don't know what the differences are, but uh, but I can say that I read that uh, the searching for the hummets must be done with a wax candle. So I don't know what other type of candles there are. <laughs> I thought they were all wax, but um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's make sure that... Um, Whatever candle you use uh, is is wax only. Mm -hmm. And also, kosher palette already has all of the sets: the spoon with the feather, and with the uh, I think it's beeswax. Okay. They, they have tons. I went there today. So anybody need, let me know. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, let me let me just read to y'all real quick 
and uh, I, I do encourage y'all to go to this Chabad site uh, later and, and and get these and maybe print them off or do whatever you need to do. Um, but but this is the uh, the ten pieces that are be, are to be burnt, uh, and this and this is the blessing for it. May it be your will, Lord our God and God of our fathers, that just as I remove the hummets from my house and from my possession, so shall you remove all extraneous forces. Remove the spirit of impurity from the earth, remove our evil inclination from us, and grant us a heart of flesh to serve you in truth. Make all, may all the sitra akra, which is the other side, all the kilipot, and all wickedness be consumed in smoke and remove the dominion of evil from the earth. Remove a spirit of destruction and a spirit of judgment, all that distress the Shekinah, just as you destroyed Egypt and its idols in those days at this time. Amen, Selah. So that's, that's very powerful. You definitely want to have that um, handy when it comes time to do that. Okay, so uh, we are going to have uh, Shabbat service, hopefully. Um, and, and since we're so far out, I, I don't see any issues uh, holding us up. But so the plan is, plan, plan A uh, is to have a regular Shabbat service, regular time. And then we're also gonna have a, a Pesach service the next day on Sunday, regular Shabbat time. So beginning at 1030, like we normally do. In the event, something should come up and uh, we don't have uh, permission to occupy our new shul, then plan B is to just have an online service uh, where we'll do some, some teaching and, and that sort of thing. But uh, since we won't all be together, we won't, we won't have uh, an official service, uh, I'll put it that way, but we will do some teaching and, and that sort of thing uh, in the event we have to go to plan B. Excellent. And there is a, um, there are special readings for that particular Shabbat and it is customary after, um, where is it? I think it's after Minka to actually read part of the Haggadah. So in case we are not uh, in services that day, uh, including with the teaching will be a Q&A time for any kind of last minute uh, things that we need to cover on uh, any questions for Pesach and getting ready for that, as well as uh, opening up the Haggadah and uh, reading the first parts of that. And we will be reciting um, half of the Hillel um, uh, each each uh, evening during Pesach, which is a, a different uh, custom than what we're probably used to, because uh, the only day we recite the full Hillel is on the first day of Pesach. So we'll actually begin reciting Hillel on uh, the morning service of Shabbat. 
And it's also important to note that this this Shabbat, March to March the 27th, will be uh, Shabbat Hagadol as well. The great mm. Shabbat that happens before Pesach. Wow. Nice. So, uh, and during, or yeah, so it's after the, the Minka prayer, it's customary to recite the order of the Pesach offering and, uh, and also do part of the Haggadah as well. So all your Pesach related uh, insights and um, Halakha is that that's the time you really want to focus in on those things. And from the OU guide, which I don't know if anyone has, yes, there will be a Seder online. I, I will actually be streaming it. Um, I, I am privileged to be hosted by Eitan, our president. Uh, so he will host us and I will have a Zoom set up and I'll send out the link so that everybody can participate and follow along. We will be using the Haggadah from Chabad. Uh, it's already available to be downloaded in case any of any of anyone wants to go ahead and start reading through it and get familiar with it. Uh, the format is very, very excellent uh, for the digital um, the digital Haggadah that some of us may have been used to uh, from what we used in previous years. This format is straight simple. It's you know it's got the Hebrew on one page, English on the next or you can get only the English or only the Hebrew and you won't have to worry about, you know, flipping columns going up and scrolling down and all that wonderfulness. So uh, we'll be doing that. So yes, we will definitely send that link out for the Haggadah. And um, for the 24 hour flame, does it have to be a candle or can we use an oil lamp? Yes, I believe that. Uh, well, uh, huh. good question. <laughs> um, yeah, because the thing is, you'll, you'll need to have a flame that's sustained prior to entering into Shabbat. Right. So if you have enough oil in your lamp, that right. way you don't have to kind of redo that, uh, that. That can keep your flame going throughout the Shabbat. Because the basic, the basic thing is you, you really want to make sure you're not relighting anything. Or, or uh, kindling it. If you, if you have to add oil, that's, that's akin to kindling it, right? Right, right. So you need to make sure it's completely self-sufficient so that when it's time to enter into Pesach, that, you know, all you're doing is just transferring the, the flame. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, another interesting, Excellent. very exciting part of this is going to be uh, Sunday Sunday evening. Uh, after Ma'ari, we begin the counting of the Omer. Yes. So, yes. Sunday night. Yes. March That's the 28th. The day one of the counting of the Omer. Okay, so, uh, and also just to let everybody know, um, for Pesach, for sure, and uh, we're yet to meet on this uh, for the rest of the year, but we are going to stay on the Israel schedule for the Yom Tov. 
So, uh, Zakian, I don't know. We didn't come to a confirmation, or did we, on all the Yom Tovs? Uh, no, we did not discuss that. Okay, so just just because of getting the logistics worked out, just for this Yom Tov, for sure, we will not be doing diaspora Shabbat days. However, with that being said, if you live near a Jewish community, do not go out <laughs> on the diaspora Shabbat day to go to kosher market or kosher restaurants and things like that. So we want to refrain from doing that, but but Mazel said they won't be open anyway, but uh, we don't we don't want to put awkward situations in play. So with that being said, um, you are you will be allowed to work and things like that. So the only Shabbat day for the week of Pesach will just be Sunday, March the 28th. And then our normal Shabbat as usual. So needing to take time off work if you haven't. Uh, please make sure you're off on Sunday, March the 28th. And um, let's see here. So we got the full Hillel, uh, the blessings. We have a festive lunch uh, after service. Uh, there is a second night Seder. Uh, that would happen on uh, Sunday night, March the 28th. If you're interested, uh, it is optional. You don't have to do one. So um, there is a custom to do that, and a lot of people do. So feel free to do that. Uh, and you can actually uh, have, you know, the, the retelling of the Haggadah and do your matzah and your cups, you know, throughout the week, if you would like to, uh, if you, if you plan on inviting people to give them the opportunity to celebrate Pesach, you know, cause we have seven days. So uh, if you want to have any festive meals centered around that, you could include elements of the Seder in the meal uh, in case you want to share that, but it wouldn't be an official Seder cause that's either the first night or the second night, uh, but definitely the first night. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, the half Hillel's that I was mentioning, those begin on, um, yes, you can cook on Sunday just for Sunday. Yes. Now, there is the, uh, the bracha that we will all need to say in order to do that. Uh, and it's called the Eruv Tashlin. So that way you can uh, prepare your foods. Um, let's see here, just double checking to make sure. <clears throat> well, while you're doing that, he met. Um, so also, there there will be no uh, havdalah at the end of Shabbat. We're just going to roll right into Pesach, but we will say the blessing for the Yom Tov uh, lighting. Correct. So that that blessing. Um, 
is on page five in the Makzor for Ashkenaz Pesach. It says, has to be said by the rabbi or individuals. Uh, since we do not have a rabbi, we individually need to make sure that we say that. So that way we can we can actually cook and prepare food on on that Sunday. Uh, and that way that'll all be taken care of. Yes, that's a great idea. We can post that prayer as well and uh, it'll be good. We're going to have a lot of reminders going out during Pesach. <laughs> um, we are, we're going to be taking um, an hour each week all the way up to Pesach. And um, Zaykin, I don't know if you want to uh, have just a special Pesach meeting uh, that week on Wednesday night, since this is when you normally have your class. Um, but I think all the Pesach stuff that we can bring out would be best. Um, so just to, just to let everybody know, we'll keep we'll keep all this information current so that we're all on the same page. And then on the message board, we will post uh, reminders just to kind of let everybody know uh, things that are going on. A lot of what this guide that we uh, sent out uh, shows is uh, the readings and the prayers and particular things that we need to do uh, for first day of Pesach and for the seventh day of Pesach. So uh, just timing wise, the seventh day of Pesach will be on a Shabbat. So we're gonna have like a double Shabbat. So it's like a Shabbat normal, plus it'll be the seventh day of Pesach. So we'll have the Shabbat prayers and we'll have the seventh day of Pesach prayers throughout our service. As well as instead of third meal on that Shabbat, it will be replaced with the Mashiach meal. So uh, that happens before uh, nightfall. And so you'll do Minka and then you'll get set for that. And uh, we're going to be working on putting together uh, a handout for the Mashiach meal as well. Um, if you have one from previous years, you can definitely use that if you would like. Um, but we're going to work on getting us one for Magen Yashenu, Ruka Shem. And uh, just the main thing you'll need, the main thing you'll need for that meal is uh, either your kosher for Passover wine or grape juice and uh, matzah. So uh, that'll be that Shabbat. And that is uh, April the 3rd. And again, April the 4th, which is a Sunday, that will be a diaspora day as well. So uh, again, same rules apply, uh, just as a rule of thumb on that. Okay, uh, let's see how we're doing. Do we have any more questions that we need to cover? One other pointer, I know there's, there's a lot of information, uh, but on the uh, during the Musaf prayer on Sunday of Pesach is when we switch over to the uh, asking Hashem to bring the, the dew for a blessing. Uh, so yes. we, switch from, we switch from the rain 
to the do at, at yes. that. So. All right. Uh, so yes, so Sunday night uh, as well, that'll be the beginning of counting the Omer. Be mindful not to skip nights. Um, and I think one of the things I think will be really, really awesome for us to do as a community is to encourage each other. Hey, I counted the Omer. Did you count the Omer tonight? Um, that's going to be a huge thing because I know our schedules get busy and things like that. And especially since, you know, this is a very different Pesach for many of us. <laughs> um, and now that we're on signal and we have a lot more access to each other to chat, uh, I would encourage everyone in the general chat to uh, be accountable to each other or maybe, you know, pair up and say, you know, did you count your Omer tonight? You know, and that way peer to peer, you can uh, stay accountable and that way we don't miss a night for counting the Omer. Uh, and again, just, just to reiterate, um, when you do your Arab Shabbat, uh, that Friday night, March the 26th, to get us into the Shabbat before Pesach, um, your Arab Shabbat meal needs to be kosher for Passover, but no matzah. So don't yes. have any matzah until we start Pesach. Correct. So, that's going to be very, very important. Not even the not kosher for Pesach matzah, you know, just in general. Not it, not it. Um, so it's going to be regular Shabbat Seder for Friday, right? Just the regular one for every Shabbat. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Yes. It, it is a regular Shabbat with some yeah. sprinklings of Pesach in it because like <laughs> I said we have the uh, we have the nullification blessing we'll be saying uh, and we'll be reading from the Haggadah uh, during the Minka time and um, it's good to read about the Pesach offering uh, so this is Parsha Bo uh, that we'll find all this information in. So just something we uh, we discussed last night uh, and I don't no, that there's necessarily a halakha on it uh, or anything of that nature, but probably what Gloria and I are going to do um, is we'll just have one loaf and then just cut it in half to resemble two loaves uh, because two full loaves is, uh, I mean, I, you don't want to just throw hollow away, right? So, uh, but obviously, you know, we're not, we're not going to have the usual extended hours to, uh, and, and, and the ability to share with one another, you know, whatever holla we might would have normally had left over. So, um, yes. so just keep that in mind. If you bake it, then you know maybe you bake some some small smaller loaves and and have two or whatever. And you do not you do not need to have holla. That is a great question. Uh, so I'm glad that was brought up. Uh, this is just one of those things where, you know, to say the beer cot, you have to have bread. And so um, since you have a kosher for Pesach meal that does not include matzah, that's where the, the, uh, the logistics come into play. We're like, are we going to, are we, what, what bracha do you want to say after you eat basically is where that comes. 
Yeah. One of the neat things being Jews is like, how can I talk to Hashem when I get done eating? Am I going to do the, the birkat or am I going to do the three faceted blessing or, you know, things like that. So that's the only reason uh, challah is a thing. So if you're going to have challah, please consume it during Arab. So that way you're not in trouble uh, on Shabbat morning. Oh, and uh, two gentlemen, no, no wrapping of tefillin uh, during at all during, you know, cold moed days. And okay, uh, does there just so everyone knows, cold hamoed, C H O L, hamoed. Those are the intermediate days. So we have uh, Pesach and we have Sukkot. Uh, both of those festivals are. Um, festivals that are bookended with a Shabbat to start it and a Shabbat to end it. The days between the Shabbat are called Chol, Hamoed, or intermediate days. Those days work are permitted, uh, but it's not encouraged to do, like, this wouldn't be the time to say, I want an 80-hour work week. So it's just to, to be mindful, hey, I, I want to stay in the festive uh, appointed time, but you are allowed to work and, um, and there is a custom for some communities to wrap to fill in during these days. And there's also the custom that we're going to be doing where you don't wrap to fill in during those days. One of the main reasons you wrap to fill in during um, the week is because that's your second witness. Because you're always supposed to have three witnesses as a, man, as a male, you know, or two witnesses, Slika, two witnesses. So we know that we have the circumcision, we have to fill in and we have the Shabbat. So during the during the normal week, uh, it's not Shabbat, obviously. So we have to fill in a circumcision. And then during Shabbat, we have circumcision and Shabbat. So your Kol Hamoed days, it's still that particular Yom Tov. So that participates as the witness, even though it's not per se the Shabbat, but it's still a Yom Tov, which is a testimonial mitzvah which will be like a witness. So just to kind of share some information on that. Excellent. Um, so yeah, so as far as any other things, uh, we're going to, we have an OU um, PDF. That's a lot of pages of information uh, for PASOC. And uh, we'll be sending that out. It's got a lot of good sources in there and a lot of good things to read. So if you want to start having your questions uh, tabbed or if you want to throw those out in the chat, you can feel free to do that. Again, that's what these Wednesday nights are for leading up to Pesach is to address any questions that we may have, any confusion. Again, because we all want to be on the same page. And um, this is going to be the first year we do this without a rabbi. So uh, it's going to be important for us to work together as a community. There's a lot of different customs. There's a lot of different halakot and uh, we will be proceeding uh, as excellently as we can. Uh, we do have our foundation that we've laid down here and we have our Haggadah. And again, we're going to be using the, uh, the Matzor for the prayers. So if you need um, pictures of the prayers and things like that, we're gonna get those posted and uh, keep everybody reminded. So if we are lacking in anything, uh, please let us know. 
because it's so easy to overlook things. So um, the the Mokzor that is that we're using is Art Scroll Complete uh, Mokzor, and we're using the Ashkenaz for Pesach. Okay, Brugashem. And I won't be able to take, I don't, I don't know if we can get pictures of like the complete Mogzor for like every single prayer. <laughs> but um, I think some of the, the main core prayers that we do, especially for the uh, Sunday service that we'll have uh, on the 28th, uh, we'll try to get as many of those prayers as we can. Yes, and it is encouraged if you haven't gotten your Pesach Mogzor. It's time to order it now. Uh, we got a few weeks before this all uh, transpires, so you want to try to get it as best you can. Yeah. Even if uh, they do sell the sets for, for all, all the festivals, uh, but even if you can't do all that right now, uh, at least just get the one for Pesach and then, and then go from there. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the things to mention, which we'll probably take a, a different class to do this, because tonight we just wanted to make sure we uh, begin unfolding uh, dates and times, uh, order of service, and different logistics that we'll be uh, dealing with as a community. I want to make sure we started there, but we'll need to get into oh, complete art scroll Moxor. And this is the Ashkenaz. Don't do interlinear or anything like that unless you're just wanting to be a, uh, a studier. <laughs> but uh, we're, this is what we use so that we can all be on the same page. Um, I forgot. Oh, yeah. So I was mentioning the fact that you know there's all the, uh, the different dishes and things like that we'll need to look at. Uh, for Pesach, because you need to have a matzah plate and the, the Seder plate and uh, things like that. There's also uh, special dishes that um, typically are used during the week of Pesach. In case anyone doesn't kosher for Pesach your kitchen, uh, your dishes, you can get like a, a, a special plate set for Pesach. Some people have special china that they only use for Pesach. Uh, and things like that, because you want to make sure that any of your dishes that you're using are hummets free. So crock pots, skillets, pans, bowls, things like that. So start thinking about these things as well um, and, and kind of figure out what your game plan is. The best way to probably go about it among many ways is to get a game plan for what kind of meals you're planning to have. So that way, you know, do I need a cookie sheet as opposed to a crock pot or a skillet or something like that? Like, what do you plan on cooking? So start thinking about some of those things and uh, and we'll definitely get into that as far as what does it mean to kosher your kitchen for Pesach? And uh, there's all sorts of guides on those as well. Okay, we're almost coming up on the hour here, so uh, about eight minutes left. Any other things you had in mind, Zakin, that you want to make sure you cover? No, I think that's it. I think that's okay. it. 
And just so everybody knows, this is being recorded so we can play it back. And uh, so if we uh, forgot anything or missed anything uh, from earlier, then uh, we can go back and replay it. Okay. Uh, Hasia has a question. Bring it forward. Let's see. If anybody else has questions too, feel free to answer them in the chat. How about people who don't have a place to go for PASOC? That is gonna be something that we need to be um, mindful of, uh, especially if we have a lot of single people. Uh, obviously we need to be mindful of the Shomer Nagia and all that wonderfulness. So uh, if you know of anyone who does not have uh, PASOC plans already, it might be a good idea to just ask uh, in general. Or uh, if you currently do not have any plans, uh, you can reach out to the Rabbinic Council or, or the Bet Dean. Uh, you can also reach out on the general chat um, if you have uh, any concerns about that and we can get you connected where you need to go. Um, and then this is this is definitely the time. I don't know if many people got to uh, be on Zoom with Shlomo uh, a couple of Shabbats ago, but he brought up the fact that um, the the Seder is one of the big meals that you want to make sure to uh, have guests at if you uh, if you can. It's not necessarily that you need to force yourself to do it, but if you have the ability within your means without overstressing yourself because Pesach is very stressful uh it can be it should be very joyous but you know um make sure that you have that in mind like hey I have I have room for one more at my table or something like that you know and maybe you can throw those out in the chat so that way people don't have to feel like am I imposing for you know wanting to be at your Pesach or things like that uh according to Halakha matzo matzo must be eaten I cannot find any that is both egg-free and gluten-free. What do I do? Um, we'll probably need to get some research done on that because I do know the gluten-free matzah, but don't know about egg-free. So uh, maybe some of our more food conscientious people in the community can look up into that as well and share. Oh. Shira is on it. She says, I can get you these. Well, that, that works. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and uh, as well, Mishpaka, yeah. this is also a great time. Make use of the general chat. Um, post things that you're finding, you know. Hey, I found a really neat deal on this. Or, hey, if anyone needs, uh, you know, certain food items, you know, you can go here to this location. One of the things we found in the past is that um, different local grocer, grocery stores, blah, uh, they randomly have Pesach stuff. So there's like this one particular, I think it was an Albertson and Saginaw that did like a big Pesach thing. And it's just like, well, what is this for? And it's like, it's for you. 
you know so if you come across a random hole in the wall paysock display please let everybody know so we can go get those things <laughs> you know if you find any coach for passover items like coach passover chips you know things like that this is also a great time to share those things so the more we can share together as a community is what i want to encourage because that way we can all feel supported and helped it'll take the stress away and it'll also create lots of the uh bonding that we definitely need to do so we are a community and we need to help each other yes um the okay so we're it says i checked my tongue thumb and all the gluten-free had eggs also the boxes that were gluten-free said you can't use it at the seder Okay. So yeah, if you have um, like dietary restrictions and you can't find kosher for Passover matzot that meet those requirements, uh, then you'll definitely have to uh, not consume matzah so that way you don't cause yourself any health uh, issues. And you can also make your own if you're super amazing like that. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a time to pull out your baking skills and uh, make some matzah, coach for Passover, uh, if you want to do that. So, yeah. Just have to make it within 18 minutes, start to finish. And there is a link that is shared for matzah recipes. What yeah. is happening? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me copy that. <laughs> Leave it to the ladies. They're, they're Good on. Good night. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, y'all. We got ninjas. Let's use them. Y'all need to be jumping from the rooftops right now. Just bring it on down. So I have that link tab, and uh, I'll share that in the, in the thread as well. All right, 30 seconds. Any more questions? Going once going twice all right well today everyone for joining us zakin today we appreciate your input and uh getting us all set here and uh mishpaka let's be a team and let's go forth to pesach with lots of simka and um just be ready for the redemption and may we see mashiach speedily and soon in our days amen all right a lot of tov everyone I don't know.